0: Today on Rolling with New York Mike. We've allowed the other side to define who we are, who our leaders are. And we've allowed them to denigrate the four years that Donald Trump served this country so damn well. The economy, the energy independence, the military, that everything that we did, we've allowed them to define those four years. Welcome to Rolling with the most patriotic man I know, my husband. And now, his podcast, Rolling with New York Mike. Get on the ride. Hi, this is New York Mike, and this is Rolling with New York Mike. And yes, we're going to talk about the election. We're going to talk about the disappointment. We're going to talk about how we got here and where we are and where we're going. But first I want to talk about history. We've been talking about history in my podcast because I think it's so important. If we don't learn from history, we are doomed to repeat it. And let's understand one thing. Today is November 9th. Yeah, we could sit here and commiserate about an election that was somewhat disappointing. Even if we win the House, I get it. We're all disappointed. But let's understand history. Number one, today is the 84th. I hate to use the word anniversary, but it is the 84th anniversary of Kristallnacht, November 9th of 1938, when the German government, the Nazis, told the German people to destroy synagogues, to to destroy, to destroy the stores, the homes of anything that was owned by Jews. When almost a hundred Jews were killed. On November 9th and 10th of 1938. So w- let's understand something. We can be a little disappointed. And nothing wrong with that. But let's understand. That if you woke up on the morning of November 9th. In 1938. I don't care where you were. In Germany, the United States. If you knew about it, you didn't know about it. You should have been much more upset. Much more disturbed. Much more understanding. That this holocaust had begun. And we are. When, when I see people and look, I, I, I'm not condemning anybody, I'm not saying it, but let's keep it in perspective when we look when we look at history. We've come a long way. I know people talk about anti-Semitism and people are concerned about it, and we should be concerned about it, but let's learn from history, let's stand up to it. And I, I do that, I do that every way I can every day of my life, and let's continue to do that. But I'm not sure if we understand What our responsibility really is in standing up to things like that i also want to talk about and understand not just this election but where we are where we are today in the united states where we are with this biden administration so many ways people have just voted they just voted for inflation they just voted. they just voted for a recession that could be a depression they just voted for crime they just voted to accept what happened, the debacle in Afghanistan, they voted to accept that. They voted to accept open borders and the drugs that come through, the, the partnership. And I can't say it any other way, and I've been saying it for years now. The partnership with the cartels, the rapes of these people coming across the border, the human trafficking, the child abuse, the gender fluidity in school, they just voted for all that. How do you, how do you, how do you accept that? how do people accept that i i get that the democrats are celebrating this but how and and i can only look at one thing they have demonized donald trump and MAGA republicans and we've let them i want to talk for a minute when we talk about history about the shah of iran if you don't remember the shah of iran he was a tough guy and in the middle east You've got to be a tough person to to be the head of a of a nation, and the Shah was a tough guy, and often often ridiculed for his tough tactics. But he brought Iran in in the the nineteen seventies to great heights among nations. Iran was a great nation of great accomplishments of doctors and lawyers, and they 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 had burst into this. 20th, 20th century in a great way they came into modernity as the leaders as one of the great nations in the middle east and what happened yeah the shah was criticized and there was some people oh his his ways are dictatorial and oh well, he's gonna you know and what happened when the shah fell in 1979 and when the, when the shah fell and he said to everybody it's going to be horrible it's going to be worse You're in... and and it became that way we didn't like some of the things that the shah of iran did jimmy Carter didn't like his tactics oh my god he was too much of a dictator he was too much of a of a stern leader of his people and so what happened the ayatollahs came in they took American hostages, they took over the American embassy and took hostages for 444 days. And look at Iran today, look what's happened. Since 1979, 43 years of Iran becoming a horrible terrorist state, a a state that, that should be on the terrorist list. It's not, and there's no reason it's not, except that we have Joe Biden in office. And the Democrats leading the country and the Department of State and the DOD and all the rest of it. And they are demonizing Donald Trump and they're demonizing MAGA, make America great again, Republicans. And we're allowing them to dictate the terms, to dictate who we are, we accept that. We don't stand up to it. And we haven't, not the way we should. We should be outraged. We should have stood up when Joe Biden made those statements and been outraged. Everybody running for office everywhere. We should have defended Donald Trump on what he did. Oh, did Trump do some things that are distasteful? Do I like the fact that he stood up and and talked about Governor Kemp in Georgia and he talked about Mitch McConnell? Maybe I don't like Mitch McConnell's politics. But I don't think it was right to say that, to do that, to divide us the way he has, to feed fuel to the fire, that, to the, to the fire of the never-Trumpers. I'm not happy about that. And neither should we be. Yeah, some of his <laughs> mean tweets, his uh, in ill-taste jokes, we could take offense at some of that stuff. They weren't even close to what the shot of, of Iran did. But we've treated, we've allowed the left in this country, and I say left, I don't just mean the far left. I mean, all the Democrats, to demonize Donald Trump. And we have not stood up for what he did for America. We've been like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah they're right. Oh, 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 he picks bad candidates. What's bad? What's bad about Dr. Oz? If, if okay, maybe you want the McCormick. Maybe McCormick w- would have been bad. Be- I don't know. But Oz won legitimately. He didn't cheat. He didn't close down the the voting machines. He didn't make the voting machines run out of ballots. He won a legitimate election. But did the did the Republicans get behind him? No. No, they ridiculed. Oh, he was Trump's. And McConnell said oh, he picks bad candidates. What's wrong with Dr. Oz? Yeah, he didn't win, but he they the Republicans didn't come out and campaign for Dr. Oz. Mitch McConnell sent him some money and that's good. Where was McCormick? Where were the Republican, where was the Republican leadership in Pennsylvania to stand up for their candidate, to stand up for the fact that yes, Donald Trump endorsed him and that means something. Donald Trump's opinion of, of people in this country means something. What Donald Trump did when he was in office meant something. The MAGA movement, the American first movement in this country means something. It meant something during Donald Trump's tenure as president and it means something now will donald trump run again and if he runs are we going to still let them demean trump and his accomplishments are we going to stand up for him if he runs i'm not saying he will and i'm not saying if he throws his hat in the ring that he would be the nominee at this point because we've allowed the other side we've allowed the other side to define who we are who our leaders are and we've allowed them to denigrate the four years that Donald Trump served this country so damn well—the economy, the energy independence, the military—that everything that we did, we've allowed them to define those four years. And yeah, I, look, I, I, I'm sick of hearing, "Oh, is Biden going to run again? Oh, should he run again? Or will he?" Run? I don't care. Joe Biden should be in prison for what he did in Afghanistan. For what he's doing at the southern border, for allowing us this country to become dependent for our energy, and begging countries like Saudi Arabia and Venezuela for fuel, Joe Biden is is a a disaster for this country, and that's what we should be talking about. And we do and we don't do it enough. We should do it more. We should make every every Democrat concerned. And we should have we should have had a red wave, and we didn't have a red wave, but we got back the, the 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 House, and we still can get back the Senate. We can still, we got to fight for every inch, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it was upsetting last night. Yeah, it was upsetting to see some losses. Man, Lee Zeldin in New York, but everybody was saying, even if he comes close, even if he comes close. No, we should have been saying there's no way that Kathy Hochul should win that election. We should have been more emphatic about it. We should have been more. We should have had more press conferences. There should be more leadership standing up in the Ameri- in, in the in the Republican Party. We should define who we are, what Donald Trump did for America. Yeah, you could say you could say Donald Trump should not have bad mouth the Secretary of State in, in Georgia, the, the governor of Georgia, you could say that, and you're right. And he shouldn't stand up there and say bad things about Mitch McConnell. We shouldn't. Okay, well, let's leave that to, to Mark Levin. <laughs> Mark Levin does it really well. <laughs> I mean, that's his job. It's not the president's job. Okay, he's not perfect, but he's great. The One of and maybe the best president this country ever had i always say the best president except for george washington because i i still think george washington was the father of our country and and truly the greatest in my mind president we ever had and was he was he such a saint come on (laughs) so that's why when i i look at history I look at what happened to Iran. Can the same thing be happening to us in some ways? Absolutely. If, if you take a snapshot of this country right now, the inflation and it's growing. The American people voted for it to continue to grow. They voted for no fracking, no drilling. That's what the American people just voted for. And it, 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 it's, that is that where we want to be? Because we're going to continue. If we continue this way, that's the direction we're going in. Yep, I know. The the Republicans are going to go and they're going to get into Congress and they're going to pass this and pass that. But Joe Biden's going to veto this and veto that. And yeah, it's, it's going to be a battle and I'm okay with that. Like I always say, we were born fighting. But there's something else I always say. I always say and I've been saying this for twenty years there's two parties in this country one's evil and one's stupid <laughs> that's just that's just the way it is. We are stuck on stupid <laughs> I, I how did we lose the red wave? Now we didn't lose the election. let's not get all bent out of shape. We did not lose the election, but we definitely lost that wave we were we were on that wave that wave was 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 there. It was coming. We could feel it. Now look, Arizona's not over. And we can't say there weren't shenanigans. We can't... And by the way, every time those Democrats say that Donald Trump's the big the big lie, no, it's not a lie. Why can't he say that election was stolen? It was stolen. That's how I see it. it was You want to call it, okay, it was rigged. Okay, Mark Zuckerberg put $419 million. <laughs> I mean... One way or another, you could say that. Maybe Trump took it a little too far. But what about about Hillary Clinton? Have you heard her lately? She's still saying that 2016 was an illegitimate election and Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. And what are we saying about that? Where are we standing up? They're having having these hearings about January 6th. I was there January 6th. I protested a fixed election. It was wrong. That's why I was there. And I have every right as an American. And I want my party to back me as much as the Democrats back their people. And I think I have the right to ask that. I'm not demanding it. I'm asking. Stand up. Stand up for all of us who believe that that election was rigged, that that election was stolen. And you know what the proof is? Look what happened in Arizona. Look what happened in Pennsylvania. You're telling me 20% of the 27% of the voting machines in Maricopa County weren't working (laughs) and and there's nothing wrong with that? Oh, it just happens to be in a place that's mostly red and it's an accident. And today with 65% of the vote in, that they say they're not going to have the vote count today's Wednesday they're not going to have that vote count till Friday what do they need that time for what kind of what kind of shenanigans do they, do they have to need do we need do we need the time to figure this out no and what about Pennsylvania how come any place in Pennsylvania runs out of ballots just talking to my friend Tony in Washington Tony Rubo and he said mike they know who's registered to vote, which means that they know just how many ballots they need. They're not surprised, they're not overwhelmed. They know the registration in this district or that district. (laughs) How can they run out of ballots? By the way, of course it happened in Republican districts. They ran out of ballots and they extended the vote till 10 o'clock at night. But were people standing online at? three in the afternoon or whatever time they ran out? Are, are they going to stand there till 10 o'clock at night? How many went home? So I, you know, did it make a difference? Did it not make a difference? I, I think what made a difference was that the Republicans just, just never, they just never wanted to, they were just not that enthusiastic about their candidate, Dr. Oz. Why? Why didn't they say, okay, this is our candidate. Look, politics is a team sport whether you like it or not. That's just the way it is. And and if you don't stick up for your team, if you don't if you don't get out there and fight for your team, your team's going to lose and you're going to lose and this country's going to lose. If you believe that the policies of of the Republican Party are the best policies for America, and I do, and Energy independence? Hello? Close the border? I mean, that's not just good for us. That's good for these immigrants, these illegal aliens who are trying to get in here desperately. They're, they're, this is not the best thing for their lives. Over a thousand has, have died in the last year trying to come across the border, drowning in the Rio Grande. This, this, I mean, the circumstances. And they are prey to the cartels who are enslaving them. That's what this is. Human trafficking is just a a nice way of saying slavery, rape, and disease, and all the rest of the things. Because why? Because they say, oh, Joe Biden's great. The the board is open. Oh, we can come across. Oh, let's go. They're coming from all over the place. Why? Because America is the greatest country on the face of the planet Earth. Period, the end. And why wouldn't anybody who's living in the circumstances these people are. If I was living there, I'd be coming across, if I thought I could. Why not? We have to give them a reason why not. We have to to build that wall. We have to stop this illegal immigration. Immigrants are great. My grandparents were all immigrants. This country's built on immigrants. I get it, but it's got to be regulated the democrats are so good at regulating everything else. They regulate our lives. They say we're losing democracy if the republicans get in. The one leader that they have compared us America if the if the republicans win to to, to Nazi Germany in the 1930s. What was that all about? And we just we don't respond? The only place you see that is on Fox News? We there should be there should be a constant barrage of, of press conferences every day, the Republicans need to get out—not just the vote, get out the word. Let's let's expose what these Democrats are doing to America. These socialists, these communists—this is just wrong. Their agenda is wrong. Crime, inflation—it's wrong. And I'm going to talk about abortion in a minute because I also want to talk about we have we have a runoff in Georgia. That's an interesting situation. Let's take a look at that. Because the other thing I want to take a look at is Kevin McCarthy being the speaker. And, and, and some of that's reasons why that. But first, let's take a look at Georgia. We have a runoff in Georgia. And by the way, we don't even have a clue yet what's going on in Arizona. It's, it's so close. We could still take the Senate. We're gonna, we're gonna win Nevada. Laxalt is gonna win in Nevada. I'm absolutely sure of it. And I, I really think we have a good shot at, at beating Kelly in Arizona. We won't know till Friday. How in the world does Carrie Lake lose in in, in Arizona? It makes no sense. So it, it could happen. I'm not saying it's not, but from what I've seen, 65% of the vote is all we have in there because their, their machines didn't work. How does that happen? All right, so Georgia, we have a runoff. The question is, because Donald Trump endorsed and probably encouraged Herschel Walker to run for the Senate. Donald Trump had his problems with Governor Kemp. He did. And Donald Trump has been demonized by the left, demonized by the Democrats. And uh, that demonization has been accepted by the Republicans. Too many Republicans just accepted that. Just let them say that without retort, without responding, without condemning that, without talking about the accomplishments of Donald Trump. That's what Mitch McConnell should be talking about. That's what they should be talking about on Fox. Instead of saying, yeah, well, Donald Trump, yeah, he he divided people. He was, no, he didn't. He brought this country together. So is Donald Trump going to Georgia? Of course he is. Hopefully he shakes hands and makes amends with Governor Kemp Hopefully, hopefully he brings votes to Herschel Walker and gives Herschel Walker a great platform. Hopefully he does what he has to do to get Herschel Walker over the top to win that election on December 6th. That's the next big day in America. No, 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 no. I know. Tomorrow's the Marine Corps birthday. That's a big day. The next day is Veterans Day. That's a big day. And we have Thanksgiving. That's a huge day. Because we should be thankful and grateful. And we are. We all are. This is still the greatest country in the world. Let's remember Thanksgiving. It's going to cost a little more money. And Christmas is even going to cost more money. Celebrating New Year's Eve. Oh my God, that's going to get expensive. The gas prices are going up. That's what America's voted for. Well, maybe not. Maybe we'll take back the Senate along with the House. And that'll put us in much better shape. So let's let's just not you know, talk about doom and gloom quite yet. Let's fix this. Let's get the Republicans on track to support America. Support even if you didn't love Donald Trump. If you thought his tweets were whatever and you thought his talking about different people, his little petty wars with whoever. Okay, I get it. But he was great for America. America was in great shape, notwithstanding the pandemic. So do we make mistakes? We all make mistakes, but we need to step up because Donald Trump is going to be in Georgia. And if we want to win that seat in the Senate, we want to win the Senate back. If we want at least a 51 vote Edge in the Senate, which would put us in great shape. If we want that, we better get behind Donald Trump. We better make sure that our leaders get behind Donald Trump because Donald Trump was a great president. Whether you liked him as a person or not, he did great things for America. Whether you want him to run for president or not, he did great things for America. Now let's see what Kevin McCarthy does. They say Kevin McCarthy. It seems like, yes, he's going to be the Speaker of the House, and there's going to be an election. I guess that happens next week, and it sounds like they're going to vote McCarthy in. I don't think he's going to be challenged. I hope he is. I, I'd like to see Jim Jordan Speaker of the House. I'd like to see somebody who could be a leader. I, I Again, when 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 Kevin McCarthy allowed 13, 13 Republicans to vote for the infrastructure bill that had... <laughs> $2 billion, oh, wait a minute, I think that was the one that was a billion, a tri- wait a minute, a trillion, 200 billion, okay? And less than 10% was going to infrastructure, and he let 13 Republicans vote. And I've heard these Republicans, yeah, well, my district, I've got to vote that because of this, because of that. No, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Leaders do not let their constituents those <laughs> those members of Congress, I'm sorry. You just say you're going to have to suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> you're going to have to go back there and tell them why. Because less than 10% was going for the infrastructure. Use that in your campaign. Go back to your, yeah, your purple neighborhood and do what you got to do and win. But don't vote. ...for an infrastructure bill that's got little to nothing to do with infrastructure. And that's Kevin McCarthy. But they say he's a great fundraiser. Well, that confuses me, and I'll tell you why. Kevin McCarthy's from California. Kevin McCarthy's from California, and he's the biggest fundraiser in Congress? How does that happen? Does he raise all that money in California? So, if the leader who goes out and he's responsible for raising all this money. If the lead is in California, does he raise that money in Indiana, in New York, in, in Virginia? Where does he raise the money? How does he raise the money? Because if he raises that money in California, why is California all blue? Why, why isn't that money spent here in California? Why don't we have a red wave in California if Kevin McCarthy is so good at raising money? Look, if Kevin McCarthy's the Speaker of the House, of course I'll be behind Kevin McCarthy. He'll be the Speaker of the House. I just just hope that he's a strong enough leader to make sure that the things they're talking about, re- getting rid of 87,000 new gun-toting IRS agents, here's here is the Democrat Party, and they're saying, oh, yeah, we guns are the problem, guns are the problem. But one of the qualifications for an IRS agent, one of their 87,000... <laughs> Is they, they they have to be proficient in using a revolver. I mean, come on. What's this all about? Why? Why would an IRS agent need to have a pistol at his or her side? Why? It makes no sense. So let's hope that he can reverse that. Let's hope that, you know, he can, he can stop the, 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 the money that's flowing to all these projects that they've put out there. Because that's what's fueling the inflation, that along with the price of fuel, that along with not, not, in, not being able to drill everywhere, everywhere, not being able to have the pipelines that we need so the oil can flow throughout the country. The Keystone Pipeline, the Dakota Pipeline, drilling in the ANWAT in Alaska. We, this is what we need. Can this Congress do that, especially if we have a, a one-vote edge in the Senate? I I sure hope so. They say they can, and I'm gonna believe them until they stop doing that. So what's next? What can we expect? I just think that allowing us to be called, by the way, too extreme? What about us is extreme? And losing democracy, women's rights? What, scaring, threatening people? Oh yeah, because we're talking about crime? Well, crime is everywhere. We're not not threatening people with crime. People are afraid to go out. I got friends and family who are going to visit New York in the next couple of months. And I keep telling them, don't go on the subway. I I mean, I got friends that live in different places around the country. People that aren't normally afraid of things, but they're concerned about crime. They're concerned about getting mugged. They're concerned about getting carjacked. They're concerned, and everybody should be. People are buying guns, rifles, shotguns in their house because they want to have the ability the ability to protect themselves in case what happened in 2020 breaks out again. What what's what's going on in America is not being created by the Republicans. It's being created by the people who called to defund the police. The ones who were saying that the police are the problem, that the police are racist, the ones who were saying don't respect the cops. Yeah, you could throw water at them, you could throw apples and oranges at them, you could throw. I mean, that's what they're saying. That it's okay, and they're saying that the cops have to carry their own personal insurance. If 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 they do something and they get sued, the city, the state, whatever, is not going to back them anymore. That they're going to have to have their own insurance. What's that all about? Those are the people. And, and these same people that say we're, we're using fair tactics are saying that the, the planet's going to explode, implode, die, whatever, in 12 years? I mean, <laughs> remember we had a vice president that made that movie? Yeah, An Inconvenient Truth. In, the truth is inconvenient to Democrats, period. Al Gore lied. He made a movie called Inconvenient Truth because the truth is the climate is always changing. These are always, it's not us. We're not changing the climate. The climate is always changing. We haven't had more hurricanes or worse hurricanes. Hurricanes have been horrible as long as we've been tracking them. This is nothing new. Every time we have something happen, the Democrats say, oh, my God, the Earth's going to collapse. What, now they give us 12 years, or was that two, three years ago? So we got, what, eight, nine years to go? The Green New Deal? Because if we don't spend all this money on electric vehicles and on whatever they're going to do to the buildings and whatever they're doing here, there, and everywhere, if we don't do it, the world's coming to an end. That's not a threat. (laughs) I mean, that's chicken little. The sky is falling threat. That's existential as it gets threat. So this is the the, the what the pan calling the pedal kettle black or something. I mean, this is just this is just wrong. And we're letting them get away with it. We're letting them say we're we're extreme? Oh, don't vote for these extreme MAGA Republicans. I'm a MAGA. I'm a make America great again Republican. That's who I am. I always want to make America great and greater and greater every day. Yes, a more perfect union. That's what America is all about. Always getting better, always making this country great. And making America great again today means bringing it back to where we were under President Donald Trump. That's what it is. Now, I don't know if Trump's going to run again. I don't know. He may announce it, but that just means that he's going to be in the primary and other people are going to step up. And we're gonna have what we always have in America, a great open election. Our side's gonna choose somebody. Their side's gonna choose somebody. Frankly, I don't care if they like Joe Biden, if Joe Biden runs again. How many people, oh, his people are saying they don't want it back. Well, okay, I don't care. Anybody, in my opinion, that says that they want Joe Biden to be the president of the United States is a fool because the things that he has done to bring this country to where it is, the economic condition to this country, the moral condition to this country. So let's talk about that for a minute. Let's understand the the, the big issue, the elephant in the room, as they say. It's the abortion issue. It's that law that was that was passed that was was, was passed in, in Mississippi that went before the Supreme Court to say. Is it OK if the state says that abortion should not be legal after the 15th week? I believe that's what that decision was about. And the Supreme Court said yes. So Roe v. Wade, whatever it said, you know, abortion's legal forever, it seems. I, I, don't, I don't think that was what a, a Roe v. Wade said. I think there was a, a term limit, if you will. Um, Roe v. Wade, I think, said that. And yet, we had abortions right up to the last day. And even after that, after the baby was born, that's what we had. And they said, no, a state can have limitations. Well, that makes sense to me. Now, I'm not saying the limitations should be 15 weeks or 20 weeks or whatever. But I think that we, as human beings, need to examine what we've done with how many abortions there have been over a million a year. For the last 50 years, 49 whatever, that's a hundred and whatever million, uh, uh, 50, 50 years over a million a year, 50, 60, 60 million abortions, abortion on demand, abortion in the eighth month and ninth month, abortion for, for a viable baby. At what point is a, is a human life viable in the womb? Is it after the first month? Is it after the third where is it? We've come a long way to understand that. We've come a long way since 1973. It was January 22nd of 73, when that, when that Roe v. Wade went into effect. And since then, science, you know, people always argue, when is, when is, when is their life? And so today we know that there's a heartbeat at a certain time, that, that the baby's able to feel pain at a certain time. These are things we need to consider. We need to understand what's changed. That's why the law in Mississippi was not taken lightly by the Supreme Court. These justices, they're not the same. It wasn't the same circumstances. The context of that law is different than the context that law was was approved by the Supreme Court in 1973. It's changed. Science has changed. We have a better understanding. We have sonograms. We have, we have ways of understanding things we never had then. And so is it, is it so bad that now each state has the right? Is it, is it t- really taking away a woman's right to have an abortion? Or should we discuss certain limitations on those rights? limitations like okay you don't want the 15th week let's talk about the 20th week the 18th week let's talk about something reasonable yeah let's talk about you know rape incest and the life of the mother let's talk about these things because there's got to be compromise on both sides i get it for me i do not want to murder anybody that's my choice i will never accept Then an abortion is a choice. It's a huge decision. It's a horrible decision to have to make. To make it frivolously, like, oh, yeah, hey, let's get that abortion. You're pregnant. I don't want to bring up that kid. Oh, really? Just like that. I don't think so. We just got carried away with this abortion thing. So we need to rethink this. We need to understand. When we talk about science and they say, hey, on one hand, well, you got to follow the science you know, uh, global climate change, uh, climate warming, climate freezing, climate this or that. It's all science, it's based on science. Well, I've heard science on both sides of that story. I've heard scientists say climate change is just normal. It's happening it's, you know, things are gonna change here, there. It's not gonna be the end of the world. It's not an existential threat. I've heard that from scientists. But oh, you're gonna quote your scientists? Are they the same ones? Let's say there's uh, 32 genders. There's two, by the way. And you are not going to convince me, (laughs) with all the science in the world, that men can have babies. Or there's more than two genders. There's male and there's female. And there are some who are going to want to cross over, and I get that. So, you could call it transgender. But you can't call it a different gender. (laughs) It's... (laughs) <laughs> they, they they transgender. They want to dress like a girl. They want to dress like a boy. I get that. But they're still male and they're still female. That's science. So, I, on one hand, they're going to say, "Oh, we 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 say there's crime in the street and that's threatening." On the other hand, they say the world's going to end in twelve years if we don't if we don't put in the Green New Deal, and and have all electric cars and have a war on fossil fuels. It doesn't work that way. And we need to stand up to these people on all these fronts and stare them down and talk them down and argue them down. And we need to step up and believe in America. And while we're believing, let's talk about believing in God. This country was founded on a belief in God. We exist by the grace of God. That's that's how I feel and that's how... I think most Americans still feel. And you have a choice. We're allowing people to choose that there is no God. Okay, there's no God, there's no order. It's all chaos. <laughs> it's your choice. It's your choice what you want to believe. But I think there's more more reasons to believe in God than not believe in God, than to say, no, there's no God. Everything's, you know, we're gonna see more More horrible wars, more devastation, more of, you know, more people getting tortured and killed and more people. No, we can can do something about all of this. We can, if we want to, if we want to put our minds to it as human beings, we could fix poverty levels. Make them lower. We could fix the homeless problem. We can. We could get out there. We could put more people to work. We could bring jobs back to America. We shouldn't have been pushing jobs to China and the rest of the world. We need to figure out why and bring them back, whether it's better taxing. Oh, you're voting, by the way, when you're voting for the Federmans of the world and you're voting for the Bidens of the world and you're voting for these other Democrats, you're voting for higher taxes. Oh, no, 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 no. That's just for the wealthy and for corporations. Well, the next time you get a paycheck from the janitor, let me know. I'd be interested in working for that company. I, you get a paycheck from the owner, and the owner has to pay all the bills. And whether the owner is the chairman of the board of a major corporation like Home Depot, or he's just a, you know the owner of a local Harley dealership, or the owner of a local cigar lounge, I mean, they still have to pay the bills, pay for the insurance, pay for the rent, pay for the mortgage. Pay for pay for everything, and they gotta pay their taxes. They gotta pay sales taxes. They gotta pay people to go to work for them to compute all these things, to do all these things, and they pay the people. It comes from the top and it goes to all the employees down to the who's, who's ever sweeping the floors, cleaning the windows, sweeping the streets, whatever, serving the people, preparing the food, you know. In, in the stock rooms, taking care of logistics. However, your job is, you're getting paid from the top. That's how it works. And so if you tax that business more, they're not gonna be able to pay you. So if they have to pay you a certain amount, they're gonna lay people off because they won't be able to afford people. $15 an hour, $20 an hour, and that's just the way it is. And right now, a lot of people aren't choosing to go to work. Why? Because they were getting a lot of money from the government for a long time. And they found other ways of getting money from the government, other ways besides unemployment. There's all kinds of ways, especially in places like California. So they don't want to go to work. They don't want to have a job. They don't want to have to get up at 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning to get ready and get their day and then come home all tired at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock at night after fighting traffic. I get it. I mean, who, who wants that, right? I want it. Yeah, I want it. I live that life. I love that life. That's fine. That's fine. Because there's a sense of accomplishment, of achievement. And, and you can work your way up the ladder. That's what's great about America. Anybody and everybody can work their way up the ladder. And it's hard. And it's not easy. Yeah, you can win a lottery. I get it. <laughs> That's not... That's not very likely. God knows I try. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think we have to rethink a lot of things. And we re- need to understand this issue about abortion. It's not about it's it legal or not legal. It's about what the restrictions are, what, what the responsibility is. Is it, is it going to be something that's going to be, you know, rape, incest, the life of the mother after a certain period of time when there's viability of life? You know, the answer is no, unless other circumstances exist. Maybe those circumstances are life, incest, the, the life of the mother. I get it. Let's talk about it. But don't tell me that you want to have abortion on demand, that it's about women's freedom or women's health. That's not about women's health. If it's about health, if, it, if it's a miscarriage, that's of course, that's legitimate. But if it's after uh, an agreed upon, can we sit down and talk about this state by state and understand that we've moved on, we've moved forward. We have a better understanding. Science has identified things we didn't know. And now we do. And those people that say they don't want any abortion ever, it's illegal, understand something. There's always going to be abortion. You're not going to know about it when someone's pregnant. So are they going to have abortions illegally? Yes, they are. Are they going to be as many as when it's legal? Well, probably not. But it's going to be close. It's going to be close. So let's let's compromise on both sides on this one, even though it hurts me. I'm not a guy that likes compromise. I'm not. I say that, you know, compromise comes generation to generation, not, not on a, okay, I'll, I'll meet you halfway on this and I'm okay with that. All right. We won't raise taxes 10%. We'll raise it 5%. I'm not that guy, but I think this is, this is too big. I think I've got to accept that abortion is always going to happen. We can't stop it. So let's make sure it's safe, legal and rare and rare and rare. That's, that's what what's important. To me, that it's there when it when there's a real need. And no, I'm not saying that someone has to, you know, go to court and prove that they have a need for abortion. No, I don't think that's right. I, I, I do think people have to understand that's between a, 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 a woman and her God at the end of the day. Yes, but there are certain things that we're responsible for. And it's not, it's not... That we're trying to take away people's rights. We're not trying to. We're, we're trying to. We're trying to live a life that that we can embrace our beliefs in God and also understand that people have demands and and it's affecting this country. I'm not sure I'm right about that. I'm not sure how I feel really deep down inside about abortion overall because it's been so abused. Oh we want to the boy it's a girl let's get No, let's abort this you know what i, I it's gonna cost me too much money i i i I want to finish college first let's abort this i I don't feel real good about that in 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 you know the tenth week i I don't but there's some places where you have to meet people part way and i i mean i'm I'm looking up and I'm thinking about taking that position and Uh, To me, it's it's about God. Am I wrong in saying that? I may be, but it's better than what we have today. A million, over a million abortions a year, just like that, it's just not right. And I, I don't think we're saying we're taking away anybody's right to an abortion. We're trying to make it responsible to whatever degree we can. Let's agree to something here, because this is a big issue. And I don't think we, as pro-life Republicans, can be so absolutely pro-life that we sacrifice the good for the pursuit of the perfect. I just don't think we can keep doing that and expect to have an outcome that, that's gonna be less than the chaotic outcomes that we've had for all these years. Yes, I'd like to see more God in schools. I'd like to see the churches play a bigger role I'd like to see people who believe in God step up and talk about their reverence, talk about it, unabash it. All of us, because it's it's so important to the continuance of this great country, our freedom, and 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 our our just unfettered ability to move forward with a belief that we really are the great country that we say we are. Because I believe we are, but. In order to really feel that, I've got to believe that as a nation that we understand we are one nation under God and that that's something that we all share. And even if you don't believe in God, respect our feelings, those who do. The only way we're going to get that respect is if we demand that respect, is if we understand that we earn that respect by living the life that we are professing that we want other people to live. It's important. We need to reflect on this election and understand that it's not about losing an election. We didn't lose the election. We got the House back. We'll be fine. We can still get the Senate back. I think we might. We're gonna be really close. And if we do, we're gonna have some big responsibilities. And if we don't, you know, it won't be the end of the world. It won't be the end of the world. And if if we can beat their climate change agenda, it won't be the end of their world either. (laughs) I'm New York Mike. Smile out there. The world is getting better. Today's November 9th, a little disappointing because of what happened yesterday. For those of us who wanted a different result, But November 9th, 1938, Kristallnacht was the beginning of one of the most, not maybe one of, but the most horrible years for humanity in the extermination of over 12 million people in Germany. Six million Jews, and we call it the Holocaust because it virtually wiped out the Jewish people. So. Let's, uh, let's be grateful for where we are and how far we've come in this world. I'm New York Mike. Thanks for living the rolling with New York Mike. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you subscribing and being there. And we'll be back. Meanwhile, I'm out. Thanks for listening to Rolling with New York Mike. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to keep this podcast rolling.